Oh, hello and welcome to another edition of Indiepocalypse Radio. I am once again your host, Andrew, saying that I'm live on roughly 18 different platforms and going, why don't some of these platforms let me quote post? I think that's just Mastodon doesn't let me do that. So I have to like uh, type it again and then say live. It's, it's annoying. It's all very annoying. Anyway, I have to boost and then reboost. And anyway, I'm Andrew. I'm your host of uh, Indie Apocalypse Radio, the creator of Indie Apocalypse, which is of course that monthly anthology of. Uh, I I think I'm, I'm I call it alternative. I'm leaning towards underground. I'm moving towards underground and non-commercial. And this kind Ooh, of like there's so many there are so many words that like don't make sense. There it's it's just like impossible <laughs> yeah. to describe indie games. Yes. Listen, I like underground. Underground is cool. It makes it me is. sound like I'm a criminal. Right. It makes me sound like the kind <laughs> of like I I added one of I have a, a running YouTube playlist of the music I play on the show, and I added a song from last week that has one YouTube view, <laughs> solitary <laughs> view, and I'm like, yes. I'm looking. Indie Apocalypse is like the home of games like that. I hope, and I mean that, that... complimentary. Oh yeah, uh, but you've heard God's some voices. You've heard some voices. Uh, my name's Andrew. I don't know if I said that. I don't remember. Um, also, nice to tell my <laughs> guests because sometimes my guests don't know who my name is. They're like, "Do I call you pizza?" And I'm like, "No way in hell." <laughs> hey, listen. I know your name is Andrew, but can I call you pizza? Because I think no way in hell. <laughs> <laughs> that voice Fine. you heard is uh, you may issue, remember from issue 22 of Indie Apocalypse, uh, a, a mere. <laughs> 11 months ago. No, sorry, 21 months ago. Oh my god. Oh um, no, that was the last game I put out. With Oh, oh that's listen. <laughs> yeah. Uh we'll get to that in a second. Um that game is <laughs> Gloom Reducer. Uh it's Chloe Taylor. Chloe, how are you doing today? I am doing very good. Hi. Hello. Hi. Welcome me. Hello, hello. Welcome to, to you. Uh, I saw there was a post going around. Someone had just released a game. I think it was Venba. And they were like, oh, um, something to the effect of people don't t- releasing games fun, but they don't tell you about the, the you know, the post launch gloom and depression. I'm like, My, here's the secret. You release something new every month. <laughs> oh, God. You st- Oh, oh boy! Stay you ahead. You still get that. You <laughs> like, still get um, that gloom, but uh, you get. It's you, like the, uh, the recovery period is much faster. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was. So I saw some like TikTok today or something about like going at the speed of sound. Yeah. That if you're like in the aircraft, you can't hear anything because you're moving faster than sound. Yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> right. That's what releases really <laughs> the game every month. This. That, yeah. That is my that's my game development process. Uh, uh, so important question off the top of the off the top of the thing. Uh, oh yeah, Chloe, I gotta time. know. Now, now, Gloom Reducer is a commission game, so the usual indie apocalypse question doesn't apply. Uh, but so <laughs> I, after fall, my sub question is: Before I contacted you, did you know what indie apocalypse was? Um. Actually, I will say that I did know it existed because I kept seeing you on Twitter because I follow uh, or used to follow before I stopped looking at my timeline. uh, A lot of very cool, very uh, hip 
awesome, radical, with it game developers, and they uh, were boosting it and being like, hey, look at this thing. And I'll be like, oh, that looks, uh, looks yeah. pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, never, I never figured that one day Andrew would ping me out of the blue and say, hey, what's up? Yeah, cool. I, I, uh, I mean... <laughs> Just, just, and I did, and it was awesome. It is, it is. It's like, yeah, it's, it is a perfect. I mean, a lot. I, I say a perfect, but I think a lot, most of the commission games themselves are like a perfect example of like when someone's like, "I need thirty years to make a game." I was like, "Look at games people made in about three months." Yeah, uh, like seriously, it's it, it's really it's a really refreshing way to look at just like game development because it is like that sometimes like it can just be like make it like i like to really think of it as like uh because i am still but used to be more so a musician like it used yeah. to be my main thing to make music uh and so when i make like a small game like that to me it's the process is like i'm just like making an album you know right like it feels like i'm just like sitting down taking a month or two and just like putting together some songs and jamming them together and being like, Oh, here's the thing. And that a game can just be that. And I think it's, it's awesome. I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to do that more, but sadly, yeah, no, uh, I scope creep uh, on quite a few projects between now and then. Right. So. Right. And, and the, like the, if you also want to get paid for your game, usually yeah. uh, there is a certain That's expectation of length, you know, yeah, sadly, I'm dealing with that. Looking at Steam right now and being like, "Oh, uh oh, all right. of my games are beatable in like an hour and a half." Yes, <laughs> so yeah. Then, but Chloe, if you do that, you can have thirty thousand people uh, return your game after they buy it, and then you Hell can be yeah. a Kotaku article for a day. <laughs> oh yeah, sweet. And then I, love that. I don't know if anyone actually buys it after people go, "Oh, look at this poor developer." Everyone returned their great game that they said they loved. <laughs> As we all know, clout translates directly to money at <laughs> oh, all times. Most, cer most certainly. That's why, yeah. you know, I have uh, over 13,000 followers on Twitter, which means that I make over $13,000 every single month when the Twitter paycheck comes in. Right, and right. I get all that, <laughs> all those bucks directly into my Elon Musk X account. As someone with a measly, I think, maybe 2,000 followers, I, of course, that, of course, means I make zero money and don't at all have, like, a $700 Patreon. <laughs> I can't, I have the least followers here. <laughs> Listen, you got, you got to start tweeting about Bridget from Guilty Gear. That's yeah. my secret. <laughs> yeah, that's the key. That's that is. The, you got to just. You have to find what is like the, the the important right. That is, I I get truly frustrated. I've made like I'll make a silly joke, and it's like, look at all these famous. It's like uh, not only do way too many people share it and like it, but sometimes I'll have like, like prominent like like people. What are you? You're like a game developer person who doesn't give me the the time of day. <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah, here here's this like, bruh. I've gotten so many like, I'll like working on a game and i'll be posting about it for months and getting like oh like i mean i shouldn't say like oh 100 likes because that's right like, right i would reality, kill 100 I people who said something's cool and I, yeah. I always try to keep that in mind of like when i see something like that i try to close my eyes and picture all those people in a room like and it's like oh damn okay that yeah. is really satisfying to have that many people looking at something i made and being like that's cool yeah but then i'll literally just like say the 
most like garbage thing I've ever thought in my life. I'll just like post an intrusive thought about something dumb and just get like way too many people being like, oh, this is so great. Oh, and then like yelling at me and being like weird. And then I'll get a bunch of followers and they'll be like random. Like the dude who owns the Commander Keen IP follows yeah. me for some reason. And every once in a while we'll just like... Oh like something i post i'm like what are you, why are you reading this what are it, you doing this it isn't is, it is so I any think, human to look at right right i think my most prominent thing is i a joke about fucking metal wizard rock or whatever and it's and it's like it's it's nonsensical it's also why when you know when i saw twitter die eight million times uh someone was oh, like oh god so i've seen when people the spiral can Whenever I see people with large accounts complain that, uh, you know, there's no actual engagement on this website, I think to myself, I've never seen anyone share a single part of a thing you've ever created. I only see you <laughs> when people share yeah. your discourse. So I, I don't know if people actually follow you for the stuff that you make. Yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, it's rough. I'm trying to, that's why I've always, for the past few years, I've consistently tried to lose as many followers as I can at yeah. any given opportunity, and it <laughs> never fucking works, dude. Right. It always makes it worse, and more people follow me, and I don't know how to make it stop. It sucks. It's like yeah, I've been cursed. And it's like, I don't want that many people paying attention. I Like, I have, <laughs> maybe it's something wrong in my brain, but I can't, like, I can't make that, like, audience fan, like, relationship with people. I can only think of people as being other people, so it's hard to, like... Yeah, dude. I... Oh, God. I really struggle with that a lot. I'm a, I've am been a poster since the day, and so I'm, like, yeah. I don't have... The, I see other game developers sometimes. They'll be talking about, like, you know, every, everyone has those days where you just want to... You just want to do a TED Talk on the timeline, and you just want to make a thread about whatever you're thinking about and just, yeah. like, post. And I always see other, like people at my exact like z tier to like developer level like with a couple like 10 12 000 followers and they'll be posting these things about like it's very important that you have to manage your brand and you have to make sure that your every all online is performative and everyone is con you don't really know the person you don't know me based on my post and i'm sitting here like i don't know bro i'm just talking right. to people this yeah. is how i'm just using the internet like i've been since i was like 12 like right, i don't right. really understand this separation which is I mean, it's probably healthy to understand that separation because I've definitely had some, 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 uh, let's say, incidents in my email inbox where maybe some people uh, blur the lines a little. But yeah, at the same yeah. time, it is like, I don't know. I get DMs from people all the time just being like, hey, what's up? And I'm just like, hey, what's up? I don't know. What's up? I'm glad you like my games. Like, I love like popping in on people's streams and just like I, I I always feel weird even like being like a dev in chat for people streaming my games because like that almost feels like there's a weird power imbalance that I just don't like. I just want right. to like hang out and be like, oh cool, I'm glad you like my game. But then people want to be like, oh game developer, tell me your secrets. And right. I'm just, like, I don't have any secrets. I'm just yeah. fucking chilling. Speaking dude. speaking of secrets. I Chloe, I need to know oh, the no. secrets of Gloom Reducer. Uh, if oh, if someone no. was unfamiliar with Gloom Reducer, what would you? How would you describe it? 
Um, okay. Here's my here's my elevator pitch for yes. the video game gloom reducer. In okay, I'm a, the, I'm a video game Pocket. executive. <laughs> I'm gonna okay. buy Alright. Uh what if you were uh uh <laughs> <laughs> what if you were playing uh Legend of Zelda on the game okay, so picture yourself. Yes, okay you're twelve years old. Yes. Backseat of your guardian's car okay. and you're driving on the interstate yep. and you have the flu and you are uh you think you're dying but you're like 12 years old so yes. you're just like exaggerating and you're like hallucinating but because you're 12 years old all your hallucinations are just like stuff you saw in cartoons that don't mm -hmm. make any sense and like weird you out uh and then you're playing legend of zelda link's awakening on the game boy color and you are too sick to know how to actually go find the sword and play the game. So you're just like walking back and forth on the same like four screens over and over. Uh, and you're just having the best time of your life. And then the next day, you don't remember any of that happened. Uh, and that's like the video game gloom reducer. <laughs> that, that is, a, a, I would say, is a very accurate <laughs> representation. Okay. <laughs> Uh, listen, I plan I plan that all out. Obviously, I have that written uh, down. I hope I didn't mess up any of the words on my script. No, don't, that, don't worry. That's that's why I don't have cameras on this show, so I don't force people to uh, ex <laughs> expose to themselves them reading off their teleprompter, <laughs> and so people God. don't have to do that streamer smile that drives me insane. <laughs> that oh I'm not talking, so I have to politely smile the entire time. <laughs> Well, rest assured, I am politely smiling, but it's just for me. And okay, myself. good. Now, I occasionally point to my my webcam that is not turned on or even plugged in. Well, I'm actually holding, uh, because I'm using my nice microphone yeah. that doesn't have a mic stand, I'm holding my mic in my hand, so I feel like I'm doing a stand-up comedy set right now. So. Oh, I would love to if just be able to, if I had like one of those, uh, those nice stick mics and I could walk around. Just, uh, <laughs> one of the... I do. I do a yearly a yearly pledge drive, and one of these years, I, if I could, I would love to have it be an actual show. But um, oh my gosh, that requires uh, getting people in the room and having you know production. Yeah, which it's also six unfortunately hours long. is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> See, oh my god. And I am not. No, sorry, it's eight hours long. It's a. It's a oh. work. It's a work <laughs> oh, day's okay. worth. Okay. It's nine to five. Oh my god. Oh what? Wait. Okay, we're gonna pass over that. You said a work day is eight hours long, and I'm just yeah. Not gonna... Well, I mean that's me. <laughs> I I work at a I work at a regular job. I clock in and I clock out, and I take a lunch in the Fair middle enough. of it. <sighs> it's it's a it's a it's a relaxing life to live, uh, sort of. To have a separate thing. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. I mean, it definitely is. It makes uh making games can be hard when it's kind of the only thing that right right <laughs> you do all day it gets uh it's a little uh i don't know they're existential let's say yeah That's there's a good word for it there's this, there's a bit of relief to the fact that it's like uh if nobody bought this this thing this thing being in the apocalypse it could still exist <laughs> yeah for sure that's where oh god i'm trying to get there i'm neat i'm like i can't go into detail because i'm right. on a you know, I'm on some NDA type. Beat, ah, yes. But, but you know, I've been like actually doing work recently <laughs> in like game dev stuff, and so it's like really nice to have that. Like, oh, I can just like 
do something else for this day and not feel like I'm like under that gun of like, I have to be productive. I have to do this. I have to, if I don't have a new idea that works and I like right. do something functional, like it gets, gets really stressful feeling like creativity yeah. is something that you just, if kind I don't of have, have something ready do. for the screenshot Saturday, if I don't have yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, a, a devlog, 30 new posts, if I don't have a stream going, uh, a coding stream, if I don't, yeah, it's, it is nice that I do a See, job. See, but this is why yeah. this is why very early on in my game development, I hesitate to call it a career. I think misadventure maybe right. is more of a good term for it. But like very, very, very early on, the second I started getting any traction, I made a promise to myself that I was going to uh, be very like inconsiderate <laughs> to my audience and that I was not going to get wrapped up in feeling like I owed people things or that yeah. I had to like, I have to do this on this day. And if I do this, then I have to do this, this, and, and making it this whole big pressure thing. And like, you know, I feel like anyone who's been, listen, shout out to anyone who has been following me for all these years, who's listening to this, who knows what it means when I say I'm going to release something <laughs> on a certain date or that a project is almost finished. Yeah. You all know what's up. <laughs> like it's, I would love if I could say those things and feel like they're real ever. But I just know at this point that like, you know, it's going to happen. And I'd rather be a developer. That's just honest about the fact that like, you know, shit's going to happen. And right. it, I'm it, not going to, I'm not going to, sit out here and be like oh i messed up my my uh my planned release date i'm gonna put up a 30 page twit longer uh <laughs> apology to everybody that nobody remembers in a week and a half it's like because realistically like i don't know all y'all got stuff that you're doing you're all right. you got other right. games to play you're not like i hope nobody is like following me to the extent that they're like I can't believe it. I've been looking forward to Chloe's thing for the past like eight billion years, and it's all I think about. Like, yeah, bruh, right, please. right. Was... Like Street Fighter. Six. I hope everyone. We can all play Street Fighter Six. We can all yeah. relax. It's have, good. Have, the games it. will come out when they come out. I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna beat myself up, and you don't have to beat yourselves right. up either. I think. I think we should all be in a space. Where we can just say whatever we want online and recognize that it's just posting. Yeah, it's just like you know, and sometimes it, it, it's too <laughs> people are a little like it's too much, too much stakes. I think people also need to uh, realize sometimes you can say something stupid online and be like, "Whoops, I said oh, yeah. something stupid online." Yeah, oops, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> like I've yeah. got listen, I, I I'm hope I really hope. Listen, I haven't dug through the archives, and yeah. I did only transition a few years ago and i used to be pretty goofy so i'm sure i've said some whack shit on yeah. the line but you know i think i've i've done pretty good in terms of uh you know not just like like when i do say something that is like just not correct <laughs> or is just like <laughs> weird or i didn't think about something like it's okay to just be like oh oops i wasn't thinking about it that right. way right My bad. having <laughs> like, a thought and, and you're like I had to consider these possibilities. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, uh -oh. especially when I was going through my initial, like I said, trying to get as many people to unfollow me as possible without just like 
being a bad person and part yeah. of that was just like let me just post about just radical trans all day and just try to convert all of my followers and just have a bunch of people in my dms just yelling at me and shit and like now, the secret is it probably it probably, it's probably you just get you probably just exchanging them at that point yeah <laughs> Well, it was cool because I feel like it's a constant whiplash because I'll do that and I'll get a bunch of really cool followers who are all like queer people who are all other trans girls who are out here just being like, yes, fuck yes, radical, say that shit. Yeah. And then the next day I'm just like, I got platinum anon in Street Fighter. Fuck yes, I'm going to tweet about this for six hours. And then just like. <laughs> instantly swap or i'll just start posting about like i've been using godot recently yeah and so i've been doing a ton of just like godot posting there's like no the uh the forums <laughs> for godot just were down for like months until like a week ago and so i was just every time i had a problem i'm just on there like hey uh a bunch of the godot developer team follow me so i'm just gonna use my twitter account as my personal q a for like my problems but now i'm getting a ton of like just Godot developer people and just like open source programmers and just people who are just like very nice and have their kids in their fucking Twitter bios and yeah. shit. And I'm like, damn, dude. I've, 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 what is my audience? On other platforms, I have been getting plenty of, uh, you know, gamers slash dads. Gamer slash dad is real. I mean, I, I have a friend who is also a gamer slash dad. So maybe just people like, yeah. we're all becoming gamer dads in the future. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's a doomed life for us all. Listen, I, I support, I support your journey. I believe in you. I, I've, <laughs> to becoming a gamer. I have no interest in becoming a dad. Barely, barely like being a gamer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But I do like, uh, oh, nah. some grilled food is good though. I have, I have, oh my God. I have dug and built a like a what you would call it, like a stone deck before. So See, this is what. Why aren't we making more games about grilling? I feel like there's a huge demographic there yeah. that is not being captured. We need more grilling-centered video games, and, and we like, can and, corner this market. And gamers, patent pending, patent pending. And gamers, we're not, my next thing about your, doing. we're not talking about cheeky games where you're making fun of dads. We're talking about, I'm talking about oh, sincere yeah, yeah. grilling games. Yeah, sincerity, this is this is a new wave. We, we're done with these whack, cynical, satirical, oh I'm, oh, I'm so above everything. I'm just going to make a game that's it's all a joke. No, we're making sincere games for dads. We're making <laughs> sincere games for moms. We're making sincere games for everybody yeah. there is like even if game. you're like i uh, even if you like uh bad stuff quote unquote you have to ha show your sincere love of bad art too yeah it just gets to irony is so tiring it's exhausting it's 2023 we've been doing that on like i feel like since like the mid 2010s yeah. it's just been nothing but just disconnection and irony and just like oh everything is just can't just enjoy things especially in games like because games are always a few years behind the actual 
like culture <laughs> of like right. cool people like i don't know i'm not cool so no, i could say from my own inside perspective that i'm way years behind on anything that's like actually cool in the culture and so and that's like, that's, that's games, have, games are always like that and, you know and, and and the culture has moved on from irony at this point everyone yeah. else is on they're just living sincere they're just out here doing their thing and we need to we need to follow that way we need to find our bliss we need to make games that are just good and that we just like and it's okay to just it's okay to just like a thing you yeah. don't have to justify it, it we need to get out of this mindset of like we're just stuck in this mindset now of like games as this like like everybody knows about game all gamers everyone's watching the sakurai's youtube channel everybody's <laughs> walking watching game makers toolkit everyone is watching unity tutorials and then not opening not having unity installed on their computer like the gaming culture is so about like quality and so about like oh making a, a good great game but then yeah. like you're also getting because of that this really great underground i'm gonna not be able to stop saying underground now yeah. because you said that i've had a hard time getting away like, from it too so it's yeah. a cool term but it's like you know just, just liking what you like and being able to be like i'm just gonna make a game that plays like kingsfield 4 yes and not apologize for it and not have to be like oh because this is the i feel like we're in a trap right now where we're doing that but then so much of it is still couched in like capital n nostalgia yeah where like it can't just be oh i'm making lo-fi graphics because it looks cool and it's just nice and it just like you can do cool stuff with it and it looks interesting yeah it always has to be couched in like oh remember the playstation remember the nintendo 64 and like anytime like you hear it on like the mainstream gaming podcast that i listen to and get mad at while i'm <laughs> listening to them and continue to listen to them like every time one of these games from like itch will like break the surface and yeah. hit those kind of like waves even if the game itself isn't like ps1 core epic retro game it's how it gets talked about like people right, are right. always like the conversation is never about the game itself on its own merits and it's always the same conversation of people like going back and forth being like well it kind of looks like total shit but it's cool it's like the ps1 right oh, oh that 64 comes back next <laughs> and it's like oh my god i got i got... I, I would i'm dreading anything i make hitting that kind of conversation like that's the kind of shit that would just I got, kill me as a I, I got very mad because I saw so I, I was watching a a modern you know gay press rights here when they were t they were playing pizza tower like it kind of looks like shit but it's like cool looking oh my god and I was like what oh, are you pizza tower looks so fucking good dude it's like pizza tower looks incredible <sighs> the amount of talent that go went into that game's art yeah that like to see people be like oh I made an MS Paint lol ha 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 it's like you couldn't do this if you got locked in a room for six years with yeah. like the threat of death that you had to make this game. You couldn't even get close. Like, like the talent is 
it's like, oh, like the the dedication not because talent is like implies right, right. oh you're just talented it must be easy for you like they worked so hard on that game yeah there's so much like little bits of like personality in like it's ui that like yeah. 300 person love. teams wish they had they literally put love into it like yeah. you can tell they were making something that they wanted to play and that's the difference is like so many other games that get made especially tr not to be the the tr the triple a hater but so many triple a games are just made to make money they exist yeah. to get you to buy and play them not because so and like at some point the original pitch somebody had a, th a dream game and they were like oh i want to make this game but like that's just not it just don't work that way unless right. you're like established and you have like you have that like blank check type from software energy where yeah. you accidentally make like the biggest game right and then <laughs> like, you just keep the making the games game that you like to make <laughs> but you just yeah exactly because those, like, those they've been making the same games for like uh you know 20 30 years they just haven't been popular now yeah and and the secret like everyone is always trying to be like well how do you make a game that good like what's the secret and the secret is that you just give let people make the games they want to make right right really. <laughs> like give people money and don't tell them how to do their job <laughs> don't come that... in and be like well our focus group says that people don't like this kind of thing and this this and this it's like well sometimes a game is good and then doesn't make 10 billion dollars and yeah that's kinda just gotta <laughs> live with that in reality like that's, that is that is literally my process of i say how hey make a game and then i do like I'm like, do I need prototypes? Nah, <laughs> just give it to me when you're done. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, seriously. Like, uh, listen, working with you was a literal dream in terms of like that process. Like, that was so I do I would not have been able to make that game. And like, I I'll be real. To take down the take down my my cool acerbic yeah. uh, <laughs> podcast personality right now. Uh, <laughs> like. I'm really, really, really proud of Gloom Reducer as like a piece, as like right. an art that came out of my brain, and, and that so. I'm not. Yeah, and like, thank you. Um, and and it's something that I really point people towards now, even though it is by far the most divisive thing that I've made. Like, it has like it's one of my only games I've released that has like a bunch of like one star itch reviews of people just being like this game makes no fucking sense i couldn't beat it this sucks <laughs> like even people who like my games yeah i've like watched streams where they're like well this game's really good but this is the worst puzzle in video game history and it completely sucks and it's dog shit but the game's still good and i'm just there like oh <laughs> but i mean it's yeah. cool to me because like it's it's something i got to make with zero thought for whether anybody was gonna like it really yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it was something where even my other games when i made them i still like and, and i'm still like i, I don't want to paint myself as some like epic disconnected like i just make my art and nobody understands like i'm a gamer first and foremost yeah like i think people people who do follow me for posting about guilty gear and street fighter 6 and from soft and shit they they understand that i'm not out here not playing games so i want to make games that are cool like i just have a different to me i don't think uh what i like in a game is just weird shit like i like yeah, games yeah. that make me frustrated i like games that like 
make me feel emotions other than like powerful and other than just like wasted. Like, so I, I don't, I've fallen out of the phase in my life where I play games just to like kill four hours at the right, end of right. the night. You, you know what I mean? You actually like, watch I, something from it, you know? Yeah. Uh, like but, if I, it's, it's like, I'm not going to watch a movie to just like waste two hours. Right. I'll get bored and be like, this fucking sucks. I'm going to do something else. Like I'm not going to listen to music to kill time. And so like games to me are just another opportunity to feel stuff and to see someone else's brain. Like mm -hmm. a, like, Perfect. you know, it's very, yeah, it's like novelistic, you know, like a novel. If you think of like a novel, yeah. it's like, a simulation of somebody else's thoughts like you're just like replacing your brain with someone else's brain as you read their words and think them in your head and it's this beautiful like intangible process that yeah. is so like inherently artistic and games are that too but we have been taught especially because they're such a young medium yeah, yeah. like they're in perspective there of like somebody made this it is just that's like oh this is a product that exists, yeah this is a, a, a piece of yeah, content that a, a company made we're uh, so used to games not talking to people because they are just like made as a product that yeah. when you even when people go back to these older games like when games were first popping off there were these types of games on actual platforms. There were like Nintendo games doing this shit. There were PlayStation games yeah, that were like had this real push of like a, a perspective and like feelings and like not just trying to do this like, I don't right. know. I, you got right. me spicy. Damn. This no, is my and you, first. And, you, and, <laughs> and the first fun part is you get, like, you, you also get so many, like you mentioned like game maker tool and like, just like, you know, basically YouTube, a uh, good game design <laughs> YouTube or whatever. And like, you can, you, you hey, play... hey, 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 shout, yeah. shout out to game makers toolkit. I watch it talk. I did learn uh, a lot from watching the bot Zelda boss yeah. keys series. But... That shit was dope. I'm bad at level design. So I did need some help. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, it, it, there, there is a trap sometimes you can, but you, uh, of like, oh, this is the proper things. But like, if you play older games too, you can see like eight different people making a Zelda two style game, you know, <laughs> there's all these people yeah. making like that is just one game of many of that style of these like side scrolling RPGs. And like, there's so much stuff being made, but speaking of stuff, Chloe, we're actually at the end of our segment here. It just, no. it breezes by so quick. I know. You I know. Just want me to complain for the whole time. No, but you know, you, I was going to be cool and charming. And uh, it was, there's a, there's a fine line between complaining and uh, explaining your point and you're explaining a point. Uh, okay. Fun uh, but I have one question before we go, a, a crucially important game design related yes. question. Uh, Chloe, yes. do, do you, uh, have a favorite Toho character. I, you're gonna get me fucking canceled. Uh oh. I have not played a single Toho game in my entire life. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's why it's a do. That's why the question is a do, not a not what is. Uh, listen, dude, I am a trans lesbian. Listen, I know, I know. And I have not played Toho. I know. You're gonna draw me and quarter me in the public square. Chloe, after this is this. Chloe. This okay. is safe space. You're not the first one. I'm, uh, it happens sometimes. You said you said you, you said it's a newer okay. lifestyle. You've been around for a long time with Toho, but you know there's still time to learn about it. To learn all about Remu and Marissa. Listen, I play, 
and the one I, the, I play and the one in the bucket. Masculine I play Gradius and Oh fuck. Uh, I play Ikaruga. I play, I play Akai Katana. Yeah, play Akai Katana has a guy on the cover, I think. <laughs> but anyway. Listen, I only play Parodius. Uh, because the ladies in there are hot. My favorite to my favorite Toho is the penguin from Parodius on the Super And Nintendo. that's a honorary Toho. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Um, that said, uh, we're going to go on break and we'll be back with our next guest. Uh, where's my, there you are. I was like, where's Fubar go? I found it. Um, we'll be back in the, like, uh, two minutes and 58 seconds until then. Goodbye. Everybody. Hello, and welcome back to Indie Apocalypse Radio. That was uh, the aforementioned, the, not aforementioned, but aphly, aphor alluded to Zune with uh, uh, Nostalgic Blood of the East uh, till the Old World. Uh, I may or may not at some point have downloaded uh, all, like, 19 Toho albums and listened to them sometimes. It's got great music on it. Uh... It's a cool. 2023 has been Andrew's year of getting into Toho, uh, and it's a it's a good Hell year yeah. indeed. But speaking of uh, getting into games, we have someone who uh, occasionally have people who write about games and talk about games <laughs> on the show. For a long time, I didn't because I was in my own head where I was like, uh, I I would be like cheating if I got people to like me, and then like now they'll cover my stuff. But now that game <laughs> now that game press is long put indie apocalypse in the rear view i can start inviting these people on the show <laughs> uh uh so you may know uh, from from her site uh is it grace grace of the machine right yes got it yes grace of the machine grace of the machine.com get that.com uh i love it uh grace benfeld grace how are you doing today i'm i'm pretty good it's my it's my brother's birthday today well, happy birthday to your brother. Uh, yeah, he rules. Happy birthday to your brother. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm also on pace. To, I wrote for Waypoint a couple times. I was yeah. briefly at a site called GamePer. And, uh, is, that, is that a about website that still? It is still. It changed names while I was there, and they changed it back after I left because the traffic tanked. It was okay. a very well-run website. Um that everyone working there had a great time. And uh, and that's why I left after five months of working there was because I was doing so well. <laughs> yes, of course. I, I, I have. <laughs> I have seen plenty of, uh, what's it called? Uh, games of escape sites come and go. And I've, oh, they, yeah. They, they go more like... than often than come lately. Yes, yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've, I've been around. I've written for like Uppercut. And things like that. Yeah, that is um, the kind of like that freelancer life where he's like, oh, I write for anyone who will pay me. Uh, <laughs> yes, basically, yeah. But um, not like, uh, but more than twenty dollars for a fifty thousand word article, of course, probably. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I've been pretty fortunate in that the only times I have been paid, I think. Um, I mean, you know, there's sort of a. I think games writing generally is kind of pitched down in terms yeah. of like payment. Um, but that kind of 
as a foreground, it's like I've only been paid not very much money when I've been like writing for a site that could not pay me very much. Right. Right. And it was like, I'm happy to do this. And it's nice that I get money, but I don't have to. You yeah. Know. There is um, like so. uh, uh, as someone who works intimately in that I don't have a lot of money to give you space. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, there is like I think there's sometimes like, oh, yes, I would like to just be a, a collaborator that happens to get paid in this space then. Yeah, well, I think it is valuable. Like, I, I mean, it's it maybe it's kind of fucked up because it's like <laughs> money is not the same thing as value. Yeah. Right. But it is like when you're like, I am going to pay you. I think it is kind of an expression of like, I care about your work and I want to, you know, give you something and, and be like, yeah. And so it's nice. Yeah. You know, yeah. thank it's, you. It's are... good. It's good work to be doing. Yeah. Thank yous are nice, but thank yous can't buy pizzas. Uh, Yes. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's nice. It's like, oh, I wrote an article and I get to buy pizza today. That's like, and I, you know, that's, that's good. That's good living. And, Um, and there's like a a part of it. And I think that is the harder part where sometimes it is, uh, I I have a blog post sitting around that I probably, I don't like it, so I will never write it, but I think, right. there, or never post it because like ah, I don't feel as bad about it anymore. But there's I think there's someone's got to take L's for a long time, uh, sometimes yeah. to promote things. Like I was, I was watching someone or I was reading. I think I was reading something. Uh, Lotus Love. I trying to think of you know her full name thing. You know brand yeah. name. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Lotus loves Lotus. I think yes, is the yes. handle. Often. Yes. Yeah. Well, she had written something about like you know, you know, talking about the the endless cycle of nobody covers indie games. Well, nobody reads us when we cover indie games. Uh, that whole yes, yeah, mm-hmm. vicious cycle, and it's like uh, it's if people on both sides got to take got to take it on the chin. Indie developers making uh, games to no press, and people writing to no audience, and it's hard yeah. to tell someone to do that. You know, be like, oh, in five it years, is. in five years, your work will pay off maybe maybe yeah yeah well i think that is like um and that's something that's something i have like for sure noticed in terms of like um like so i used to write a column for uppercut that was about like religion and christianity and rpgs mostly yeah um and it's like you know i wrote about kingdom hearts and i wrote about you know dark souls and so like big games right and like i would get a fair amount of attention and then i wrote about like um Ether Rain's incredible game uh, that I like completely blanking on the name of now because it's like a long uh, uh, tomorrow won't come for those without blank um, yeah. fucking like one of the best games ever made and I'm like to this day like very proud of that piece and I think like you know as so far as I have an audience yeah I think a very small proportion of that audience has actually read that um, which like does suck but also I'm so glad that that's in the world and that I did that, Yeah, you know, and I would not exchange that for like a more successful piece about whatever thing, you Final know, fantasy, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And like, yeah. I like, I love Final Fantasy. Like, yeah, don't get me wrong. I, but I, yeah. I noted uh, Final Fantasy. I played Final Fantasy VII this year and I thought it was good. It is good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I only played it like two years ago, so. I played know. it once as a child and once as an adult yeah. and it's, it's like yeah, there's it's a weird one of a kind thing in a lot of ways, but yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, that is like, yeah. and the thing is, unless, uh, especially if you publish your own articles, they 
that that writing will never go away you know yeah mm-hmm. and, and i think i think that kind of thing is you know it's important that it exists like there's going to be someone finding those that that writing yeah um, i think so often i mean i think it's especially relevant to you because like those conversations happen and it's like it's like Idiot Apocalypse almost never comes up. There are like evangelists who would be like, "Hey, like this is the thing." This is the, the very, care about for the this. first time in like three and a half years. A lot of people did, and it was yeah, yeah. It was weird. Uh, I was like, oh, that was nice. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but it's like, and I think this is true because I, I feel like I feel like the conversation shifted a little bit now. Now that yeah. we like the you know the most popular movie in the world is directed and co-written by a woman and things like that, right? Um, but it's like, I feel like so much of the discourse around like representation was around none of this stuff exists. Right. And I really don't think that is the case. I don't think that's really, I mean, I don't want to say it's never been the case. There's always been like obstacles. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's the thing is it's about access, right? It's about right. access for creators and it's about access for people that it's like, you know, I mean, I live in a major metropolitan area in the U.S. with like a bunch of art theaters yeah, close to me. And so it's like, I get access to stuff that in a way people don't. And that, that is an issue yeah. that can be materially resolved, right? Yeah, like in a lot of ways in the past, I think it was always a case of this stuff has always existed, but it was impossible for it to reach anybody, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like it existed on, like people were probably always making every type of game since you could homebrew games, but how would they, you know, it just didn't exist. They would have to do what, you know? Yeah. Like how do you distribute that? How do you, yeah. Well, like it's like that, there was that, um, there was like a viral Twitter thread a few months ago about like someone buying an old computer at like, you know, a Goodwill or like Salvation Army store or whatever. Yes. And like finding just like giga or like, you know, not gigabytes because it's text, but like yeah, yeah. so many files of like reviews of <laughs> pornography. Yes. Right? <laughs> of like gay pornography. Right. And it's like this person like did this whole thing and now it's like being surfaced in this weird way. Right. Right. Um, where did those go? Did those go into like local zines or something, you know? Were they, right. Like, who knows? Like, I. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so it's just, I think so much of this stuff is like a. Ma- and I think that's, it's tough because it does require like material investment, right? Like, it's not, it's not just a matter. And I think also crucially, like, it's not a, it's not just a matter of consumption that it's like, oh, if like, if I am conscious as a consumer, then I can like play the right things and yeah. then move on at it. It's like a broader thing involved with all that um, yeah and it's always like it's it's very tricky the, the internal problem of like i want to try something but i don't want to be the person who can't talk to anybody you know yes yeah that is like a huge thing um like, like i resigned to that life in high school but i don't also don't right wish, yeah i don't wish it on anyone to be like oh yeah mm-hmm. i'll i know all about those uh diametrically opposed films that came out at the same time yeah yeah i've certainly watched them both and i definitely thought about it not didn't watch them at all and probably never right yeah but i think it's like i think you know it's also good to be to not because i definitely feel the pull of culture yeah and often i am able to be like like actually i'm good you know when like stranger like i watched the first season of stranger things and that show sucks ass (laughs) and i never watched another season of that show right even though it like had these big waves in the culture i was like i'm good i think being able to do that is like a is a good skill 
you know right right uh, or, or or to not ex- or to not exclusively do that uh, yes right. yes no it's not it's yeah. not to be clear it's not bad to engage in the in the popular culture i don't think but it is like um it is good to like not you know be totally swept up in that I think. yeah i i've i've been times in my life when I, whenever i see um uh in a bio multi-fandom i think it's time for me to log off and walk into the city <laughs> i've become too old yes yeah oh yeah I, I i i try to process what that could possibly mean <laughs> right it's like yeah i have you know i have multiple interests i'm a multifaceted yes. human being i'm looking forward to yeah, it's, it's, but I think it's also a very, uh, how do you say, adult child lifestyle kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do think that it's like, um, I mean, this is the pitch of so much stuff is that, you know, it's a whole world that you can kind of get invested in. Yeah. By itself. And, um, and you know, and the thing is, sometimes I'm, I guess I, I'm not anti-lore. Yeah. You know? But I'm I'm really pro lore when it's like it's like one guy's weird thing, as yes. opposed to, or well, okay, there's there's stuff broader than that because I kind of like Star Trek lore. But part of the reason Star Trek lore is good is that like the original show was not thinking at all about that. Yeah, and yeah. so it's like every other episode is like here's another godlike alien being. <laughs> right that like there's like 50 of these guys and like how does that work and like them then having to be like make that into coherent universe i think results in something really weird yeah because it's interesting they were they were making episodic genre television you know (laughs) yes yeah it was not like oh we have to make sure that we know that like this god being is on this is like in control of this sector of the galaxy or whatever yeah um or it's like the like i mean obviously lord of the rings has like issues um but like one of the things that's very cool about it is that it's just like the sense of history is so tangible and it's because like this one dude was thinking about it for like 30 years yeah (laughs) and just being like i'm gonna map this out and like i'm gonna show how these languages migrated or whatever right and like that that shit's really cool and i'm like way i think more compelled by that than sort of the like kind of deliberate like mcu style crafting of this sort of you know multiverse bullshit yeah, um, or this kind of like I mean, they're just doing what comics did forever ago. <laughs> they're just like, yes, yeah, it's all connected now, and everything feeds in everything else. It's like, well, yeah, I'll 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 say what I said. Well, about co- with comics, you wake me up when you let a weirdo team make a weirdo thing with a character nobody cares yes, about. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's also the thing is like comics. I think I mean part of it is just volume because yeah. it, obviously it's easier to make a comic than it is to make a, a multi million dollar film. Um, but it is like comics. I think were better at uh, like you could hop into like the Spider-Man book and you probably know roughly what's going on. Yeah, you know maybe maybe you happen to hop into the Clone Saga and you're like absolutely fucked. <laughs> but you're <laughs> but like, oh, like, he's a teen of Spider-Man. He jumps around. He's kind of funny. Yes, yeah, and like that's all you need to know to read like a lot of Spider-Man. Whereas I do feel like at a certain point with with this kind of thing it becomes like okay like i i have to fucking have watched this other thing to watch this and you know uh i don't know now well, it's just depressing to me but like that's a whole other thing i guess yeah no i i in you know similar lore weirdness i sometimes like reading wikis for marvel and dc stuff not reading the books but i like right 
I like, I like <laughs> seeing how like everything gets interconnected or like I read a, this one-off book. What's this? What is the history of this character? And it's like bad. Yeah. Yeah. For or, sure. or those sorts of things. I thought about watching Star Trek. Star Trek. Good. You like, tell me about. I do. Yeah, I do like Star Trek. Okay. Um, like, so would you, would you say overall, would you say just like, or do you, or does he, so, or does have a so I'm mostly, pockets? I'm a little weird because I've, I've mostly watched the original series. Right. Um, and so I haven't, like, I haven't done, like, I've seen sub next generation, but not a lot of it. Um, so I don't like, I'm not like a Star Trek person and I don't have like expertise. Yes. You know? Um, but, uh, but I, I, you know, the thing about the original Star Trek is like, it's always fun. It's often terrible. Okay, that's and and then sometimes it's so good. It's like the best TV episode you've ever seen. <laughs> like every every like ten episodes, you're like, what the fuck? This was great. And then it's like nine more episodes of like weirdness, um, which I find very charming, right? Yes. Um, but your mileage may vary. Right. No, I, I, I am a long time enjoyer of kind of weird, bad art or just stuff that feels, <laughs> stuff that feels yeah. like singular, I guess. Yeah. When uh, I think it also helps that like, it's, I don't know. It's also like deeply homoerotic, I think, um, right. you know, and like that is like a key part of the appeal for me is watching these weird boys, like basically flirt with each other, what? but not really. You know, it's it's, it's, uh, a, it's so. a great. It's a, it's a conflict between action and science. <laughs> <laughs> the classic, the classic conflict between two boys. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's basically right. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I've, yeah. I, I just asked because I've been thinking of picking it up recently. I've also, I've also done a thing where it's like I don't watch streamers anymore. I just mm -hmm. buy yeah. things that have Blu-rays and I watch those. Oh yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. hell yeah. Because I also really like commentary. Uh, so. Oh yeah, I really want. I I feel very weird because um, I think I do have hyperfixations, but for whatever reason, I tend to like flit from thing to thing. Yeah. A lot, especially with games, where it's like I'm just interested in a lot of different stuff, and so I don't really like you know. Let's talk about like. I guess I'm a kind of a Souls person, but I'm really like and. I guess I'm a narrative games person. Like yeah. that's sort of what I'm interested in. But like, I also, I play all kinds of different things and, uh, and there's genres I have trouble with. Like I don't play a lot of strategy, especially like sports and racing. It's just like a space that I don't know. And yeah. I feel like I can't quite tap into. So you, you wouldn't be able to snag that sports and editor, sports and racing editor. Role. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I would not. Do uh, they still have sports and racing editors? Yes, I think they do. I think IGN probably has one. I, I'm trying to remember. I I worked with I have worked with people like when I was at at Let's where it's like yeah. they basically just wrote about the sports games, um, so they're out there. Yeah, because um, I remember growing up, it was such a specific kind of like because it is like a specific yet massive uh, subgenre or like genre of games. Yeah. No, and I, I really, like, I really would like to play, like, PS1-era Ridge Racer and, like, shit like that. Yeah. Right? Where it's, like, part of it, part of what, I just think those games are gorgeous. They're so beautiful. Yeah. And so it's, like, that's what's the appeal to me, less than, like, I really want to do a cool race <laughs> or whatever. 
is like I just want to like vibe. And there's thing is there's lots of racing games I think could fill that need. It's just like I just haven't quite like tapped into that world, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's something I think people I and this is the reason that aesthetic is coming back is that uh that lo-fi aesthetic still looks good largely, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. And I think that like like um uh, I think. Oh, right. Sorry. No, no. I was saying just because of the screenshot I have up next to me, I was going to, uh, as I have a thing of uh, Valkyrie profile on my second monitor. I was saying, oh yeah. The, like the, the especially like that pixel graphic in that PS One Dreamcast era where people were basically at the top of their game. Oh yeah. After so it's long. It's like. It's. I think. I think. Uh, yeah. It's like one of the things that I think is. I mean, and this is something Chloe was talking about. Yeah. Uh, a little bit in her segment but like um the way that there's like simultaneously there's like this hyper nostalgia and it's like everything's like oh it's like the ps1 or whatever but also that stuff is like constantly denigrated and like like i i wrote a thing for for GameSpot like a year and a half ago about metroid um and kind of like write about it I mean, I kind of write about it. it's like, oh, it's kind of like, and again, this is like, I have not played games that are like Metroid 1 and yeah. 2. Like, those are like weird, especially even though there's like an entire genre that's named after these games. It's like, those two things are like really singular to me. And that doesn't mean they're not out there. And there is stuff like, there's Outlast and there's like, um, I'm there's other stuff that I talk about. But like, uh, um, and basically I'm like, oh yeah, Metroid is like, it's this big image and it's like this whole world that kind of like slowly becomes metal like the further you get into it it's like this you know yeah this metallic thing and it has this kind of ecosystem quality to it right and there are people in the comments being like it's just a game like don't talk about it this way and to me it's like you are the people who like video games right right and this is how you think about it like you like it's like weird that because there's there was so much consternation about like video games are art and like the stuff, but it's like the, uh, the evangelists who are so strong about that are actually like the most denigrating to the medium and the least believing in its artistic capabilities. Right. Right. It's so it's like a refreshing thing as, as like, a uh, probably someone who's in that weird, uh, video game or art uh, kind of thing. And, and, you know, publishing yeah. a, lot, a lot of art video games. I also think there is art in very mainstream video games, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And there's like I think people have this weird hang up. It's the the ghost of Roger Ebert <laughs> hangs hot, <laughs> hangs heavy over yeah. time. Yeah, which but, is like I yeah. Go ahead, sorry. I was gonna say also he if people actually read what he said, <laughs> it was pretty like they go oh yeah he's right I'd probably <laughs> like yeah. His... No, it was so easy to straw man him. I think yeah because of like yeah. But like it's and like he also he liked a lot of horse shit. <laughs> Yo, yeah, totally, totally. Well, actually, but, I really like that quote from him about like I don't remember what kaiju movie it is. Oh, I could tell you, Grace. Like, I know this quote immensely. Yes, <laughs> I think about it all the time. It's like it's like when you when you are a child, you like Gamera because it has this, it has a giant turtle in it. As as you grow older and wiser. You like the movies like Air Force One because, of course, it's sophisticated and adult that a president could take an air an airplane full of hijackers. <laughs> but as you grow older yes, and wiser yeah. still, uh, you realize uh, a, a giant turtle that spits fire isn't as ridiculous as that president. And then maybe you can yes, enjoy it because yeah. it's more fun. Yeah. I, I think about that quote constantly because it's, it's such a, a encapsulation, I think, of how 
is a way of thinking of art. Sorry for, to go off on that strong tangent. No, no, I, I'm glad you had you had it on deck. I appreciate it. Uh, uh, I love it. Yeah. No, it's good. I think it's like, and I I feel like I feel like I used to really be into Eber and like read him fairly regularly, and I've kind of like haven't in many years, and well, so I like don't. A good re- there's a good reason for that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yes, but I mean, even with even yes. when I was reading him, he was dead, right? right? right it was right. just like I'm like I read a, I like sections of a couple of his books, and I like would go on robertebert.org and like look up like whatever movie and be like, I bet he's written about this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's like I mean, I think that's one of the things is like about like a person like Ebert is like he really loved movies. And I feel like we don't, we have a lot of like personalities in games, but we don't have like these, like these people who are like deep affectionate for the medium and like right. kind of, you know, and I, I think that's a shame. And I do think it's like tough because so much of that now is like, it's so corporatized and like the thing, and this is something we're seeing with like the strike, right? Where it's like, what is content that's like forbidden to be made and what is like fair criticism that's not promotional. Yeah right and like things like that and that line becoming super blurry and that's just like across media but i think particularly in video games is really difficult um because yeah like i don't think like someone who loves literature it's not just promotional it's about like a deeper sort of cultural thing and a a shared cultural experience that is like valuable and that should be like preserved and promoted and again it comes back to like access right where it's like i just fundamentally i want more people to be able to play or read or watch weird things that are hyper local and speak directly to their experiences. Right. And, and that stuff is out there and it's just a matter of like helping people get to it and, and find it and like making the processes of making it sustainable. Right. Uh, Yeah. I I thought recently, cause you know, I was like, you know, we had thought I had like, like do do game press go to do they visit their local scene in the same way like a yeah like like a like a music writer might check out local bands you know it's like do people do that is there like that kind of attention to a local level and i don't know uh yeah i really don't think there is i have um like i wrote about um oh god i'm forgetting but the like michigan local collective i think locally sourced um, Locally sourced, yes. Yes. Sorry, apologies for getting that wrong. Um, no, no, I just, uh, yeah. they've been around for a while. There's a, one of my, yeah. one of Indiepocalypse's bastard children. <laughs> yes, yeah, which is like great, right? And yeah. like, um, and yeah, but like when I was, I, I used to live in uh, Utah, which like has kind of a weird, it's not like a huge, it's not like, you know, it's not like a, well, it's kind of, it's kind of Utah's becoming a tech area right increasingly and, and that's any like place with sufficiently low rent will become the tech area yes yeah and so i think like the like the ea developers who made like um fucking disney infinity were based out of salt lake city and stuff and like um the my fortunately my, my conservative christian alma mater brigham young university has yes. like a game design program that like i think people like blizzard is hired from there and stuff like that like there were people out there um but like i was not really familiar with it at that time and like yeah and so it's you know i don't know i i think that's not really happening i think it should yeah um but i think it is again i think it is so difficult right now to like muster you know even like 300 dollars of capital for you to be able to write like a yeah right <laughs> two thousand word story about something and that's like not enough money to write a two thousand word story right no, but no. 
I know. Yeah. I, I was I was wondering when you were t- like how many of those passionate uh like who, who you know would be passionate critics just get burned out of like the industry in general or just like switch over to PR, right? Yeah, it's so hard I think to maintain like and I'm really at that point like frankly, part of it's like a lot of other stuff. Yeah. in my life, but like it is I think really difficult to sustain that work and making consistent and I think like it's good. I think what what Chloe was talking about earlier where it's like fuck audience expectations yeah. right and like be just like make the things and i think that's like true and good and that's and i definitely like struggle with feeling the pressure of like being consistent especially like i mean i have a i have a i have a little column on my blog it's called the angel looking backward and it's looking at stuff like the kinds of things indie apocalypse would publish mostly um like smaller kind of unknown yeah stuff and I just want, I want to write that more so bad. And for whatever reason, it's like difficult for me to do. And part of it is just, I don't, you know, in terms of like stuff I make money on. Yeah. That's right. like the bottom of that. Right. And I do make, you know, I have a Patreon. I make money off of it. Right. And I appreciate like everybody who contributes to that. And it's like, is a huge deal to me. Um, but I think like to make that consistent, I would really have to be able to like invest time in it. And I think that's hard when right now I don't have another job. Right. Yeah. I don't have anything else that I'm doing. Um, but it's still and, like tricky. I've, you know, I've, yeah, I've three, I've three and a half years. I've three and a half. I've been trying to make a game for three and a half years and I have, uh, uh, Godot tutorial open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's tough. It's tough shit. Yeah. But also you have like, I mean, it'd be such an incredible body of work at this point. Right. Just in terms of like volume, like it's, yeah. yeah. And that's where that consistency can be really valuable. I think is that it's like, if I want to know, like, you know, it's tough because it's not, Idiopocalypse is not representative of, of everything that's going on. No, no, cleaning, it, but if you it, wanted to get a good picture of it, you could yeah. buy two or three issues of it and have like a swath of stuff that's interesting. Yeah. Right. That, it, it's know. why some people have said like, oh, if you made it like less, you know, you know, four times a month, you'd have like a, a quote unquote better version of it, I think. Yeah. But you would have like a lot less people. <laughs> yeah yeah and, and i'd be sure. missing so much stuff that i was like yeah sure i guess like the, the optimal version of it that is like quote unquote, that is like the best is probably you know taking uh you know you you cobble together four different issues and you make a super that 10 issue super issue of the cream of the crop of well what is yeah. the cream you know what's the cream right yeah no that's a real and yeah. i think that's also something that like you know, a lot of people have bought like those giant itch bundles. And like, to be clear, I'm extremely pro those itch bundles. Like yes, they have I, raised a lot of good money for people. This is I, not I, in any way. I am, not. Mixed, I, am, I am extremely mixed on those bundles. <laughs> right. Oh, fair. Yes. Yeah. But I, but I do think it, cause the, the issue is that it's like, I have two, I got a thousand video games and it's like, how do I even sort through this? And That's, like, itch's interface is so like, it, I, I think it becomes hard. And I think this is like even just an issue for me, even though I have like a little more familiarity with some of these spaces than like the average person, I would assume, yeah. um, is like there's just so much interesting stuff out there. And like, how do I how do I decide what to engage with? Yeah, I that, think is like a huge issue. That's that's um, that's where that's where most of my mixed part comes from, where it's like, yes, I'm yeah. like, I love that everyone gets money. But then how many of these games are getting played and then how many of them are like how many people are going down to check out any of these individual developers? Cause like, yeah, yeah. These people like, I, listen, I you cr- crush the numbers on those folks. Those people are not making a year's worth of salary off those bundles. 
no they're like if they're living in a major city that's like a month or two rent yeah yeah for sure which is not nothing right no no it's great like that is like yeah but it also i think creates sometimes weird expectations of like the itch game is only valuable if it's among 300 other itch games yes yeah no i agree i i think it's a tough it's it's a tough thing right but yeah i'm with you but you know things don't always need to be good things don't always need to be strictly good or bad they can have positive or negative qualities yes yeah absolutely it feels like it feels like a demeaning thing to say but sometimes if you spend too much time online you think people don't think that sometimes yeah yeah no it's um i think it's it's oh go ahead sorry i was gonna say speaking of good things unless you have finish your thought first oh just like i think it's it's sometimes good to state the obvious yeah <laughs> you know yeah um sometimes it's obnoxious but most of the time it's good to just like say the thing right. that's true you know but but speaking of good things and now here's the thing a lot of the people consider it to be a good thing but i do you ha- uh, an important question for you grace you've had time to prepare do you <laughs> have a favorite toho character so uh i'm also a trans lesbian and Uh-oh. i also have never played a toho Uh-oh. game <sighs> this so <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky Our this numbers is such, are growing. You're lucky this is such a low <laughs> low listenership where you would both be you would, Yeah. I would I would I'd be like Grace and Chloe, they're gone. They've I heard a bunch of clattering and like they've been dragged from their houses <laughs> to a machine that has Toho on it. Yeah. But no, yeah. I I mean I'm interested in theory. I just am like I just haven't done it. Yeah. Know? No, I I it's it's a giant it's one of those huge giant worlds, you know. Mm-hmm. That in like Higurashi, you know. Oh yeah, God. But that said, we're gonna go on another break. Uh, Grace, thanks for being on the show with me. We're gonna, we're of gonna, course, we're gonna be back with a whole crew after this is done. After I find, there we go. Um, and we'll be back in like uh, two minutes and thirty seconds. Uh, bye for now. Oh well, now welcome we have, back now to we <laughs> Hello, everyone. We're we're chatting. Sometimes we start to chat too long, and then I have to get back to the show. Uh, welcome back, Indie Apocalypse Radio. Uh, that was "My Body" by Screaming Females. Uh, uh, oh, you were playing? I fucking love that band. I have been One of my on, favorite bands. This is I've been in Screaming Female Summer, where I've been oh listening to a lot of them. Uh, have you heard oh what's the name of the album oh it's the one with boyfriend on it it's like one of their first albums i've heard it's like the one that's like super raw and has like almost like nirvana bleach type production yes i was like recorded in somebody's bedroom but it's like it's not the one with the horse on it it's the because that's castle talk it's not castle it's before castle talk i think it's like is it like the covers like black it has a really long it has like an album title that sounds like a panic at the disco song title Okay, give, give me a second. I will look it up because I will not be able to remember it. <laughs> yes, derailing, derailing, uh, successfully no. derailing. <laughs> Listen, talking about music is far from derailing. That's my goal. Oh, what if oh, I've yes. never met? Oh, sorry. Yeah. What if someone what, is watching their TV? Yes, that fucking album. Yes, is so good. I've literally never met another human being who has ever listened to that band, and it's one of my favorite. Bands. Oh, I've seen that band live. What? Yeah. Fucking, oh my gosh. Shout out, shout out, 
Shout out to Marissa Paternoster. Yes. One of the GOAT guitarists, the most truly. underrated guitarists. Oh, yes. In rock I, and roll. It's truly like, like, if you want good rock and roll music, Screaming Females is like top shelf rock and roll music. Especially if you gay. If you out there and you gay and you like guitar. Yeah. Good ass band. It, it's <laughs> got everything you want. Guitars. <laughs> being gay. <laughs> the two genders. <laughs> the two genders, right. <laughs> they, All right, I just added this to my Bandcamp wish list. Thank you. Oh, Hell it's yeah. like, yeah, there is like, I would say if you want something like very more punkish, I would go earlier stuff like that. Like what if someone is watching their TV, but I just played something <laughs> off of All at Once, which is more like produced, but it's also like, it's still rules, still rocks. They're still yeah, like. The produced stuff is really good. Fucking yeah. uh, ugly is one of my favorite. Yes. Like that kind of era of them where it was like still re it was really well produced, but like just like super raw at the same. It's, I don't know. It's hard to even explain. That, that it. is, I was not prepared to talk. No, that oh. is, that is, that is the same thing for me. That the similar traditional transitional sweet spot is like, uh, that, uh, uh, fuck Is it called flesh canoe? Is it called flesh canoe? Or is that just the name of a song off of it? <laughs> It's not the, oh my god, I don't remember. Uh, feels, sorry, Feels. It's like that Feels Strawberry yeah. Jam era of Animal Collective where they started singing, um, <laughs> but, they're, but they're still like not like that fully pop uh, Meriwether Post Pavilion stuff. I yes. say fully pop, <laughs> like it's actual pop music. <laughs> uh, and not pop if you're like an asshole who listens to too much music. <laughs> but I mean, that midpoint in yeah. any artist is always great. Like, I, I, I kind of feel you. That's some of my favorite stuff, like, especially with music where it's like a really idiosyncratic artist who's like really raw gets the chance to like start kind of like implementing like pop sensibilities and yeah. not in like the specific pop music, but like pop like just like literally like popular sensibility yes. and like stuff that for lack of a better uh term like sounds good or like that, uh, has yeah. like that kind of classical quality but then using it in a way that is like almost like using it to its full potential because it's like not taking it for granted it's so weird but like Ooh. it's i love stuff like that yes yes i think we have a question and i i usually sorry i usually <laughs> refresh the questions uh, between occasionally because a lot of times when i start with zero i forgot to ask them so we have a question here from pjb gamer uh this is for chloe oh, do you PJ, shout out to pj do you have any overarching themes in your games you that you like exploring um oh the secret the secret question yes the most secret of all questions um i think i am someone who i i've recently in the past basically since i've started putting out games that people say are good to me and i'm like i believe them <laughs> i try my best to believe them i've gotten a little too far up my own chimney with like thinking about themes and things because yeah. i really think the best that i have themes that i try to make games about and then but then whenever i do make a successful piece it always ends up being about something that I didn't know I was making a thing about, if yeah. that kind of makes sense. Like Gloom Reducer, when I made, just to like, because I think, you know, if anyone's listening to this, that might be their uh, touch point for my work, but right. you know, I think it was pretty good. But uh, Gloom Reducer, I went into it, and I was explicitly going to make a game that 
the only thing it was about was like literally just like uh uh like the hero's journey and like violence in games very kind of hack very like oh i will just make it about how non-violence is good and yeah, like you know right. shout out but but then it it the more i made it the more i started really digging into these weird feelings that i had around these kind of games and around like questing and around like heroism and around uh, narratives and then it started tying more into like my obvious like and if you're someone who's played it and you've played through the whole game you know it has like a lot of like very personal stuff especially uh towards the end yeah. no spoilers the good end has like some very personal uh stuff in there that is pretty disconnected from that initial goal of like oh just about how violence is right, bad right, and all this and like it just spirals out because it's because I had this time limit basically because I was like, I, I was able to release myself from the convenience and the luxury of being able to think about my own themes. You know what I yeah, mean? You're right, right. That's when like, that's when the real shit comes out because yeah. like, like there are games I've made where there's stuff in them that I know it means something, <laughs> but it's like it's almost like uh like beat the artbreaker is something i don't really try to talk about a lot because there's a lot of stuff in that game that i know is very meaningful to me on an emotional level and on a like uh, not to say the s word on a podcast but on like a spiritual level and having that stuff just in there and not even really fully understanding it myself makes it really weird to right. like talk about or to like kind of compartmentalize and be like well this is what it's about and like this is this yeah. and this and you know well i think that's nice. i think that's interesting yeah it's really i think it's really cool when because i i feel like this is like such a difference between our fields although i i'm i really want to and i'm starting to write a little more fiction um so oh, yeah we'll see how that goes but like we love to because see it writing criticism it's not that there's not subtext or there's not things to like dig through but a lot of it is just on the surface because you're just very explicitly being like i'm making this argument <laughs> and like yeah. here is my piece of evidence right and so it's like a little bit harder for stuff to like surprise me in in a certain mm. sense right like going back and like thinking through things but like um but yeah but i think it's like good though to i think that like that first draft energy is so important towards yeah. any kind of creative thing where it's like oh now i'm on the other side of this and i can see you know that's when you go back and edit and you're like oh actually this is about this and like i didn't yeah. think about it when i was writing it but like it's actually about this other thing and like some of the most rewarding stuff i've written has really come out of that process of like yeah i am writing and all of a sudden it's like oh i'm thinking about like this other thing and it's tying into you know i i yeah it's like one of the most lovely things when you like have like if you like a throwaway metaphor in the first paragraph and you're like oh wait actually i can use that like three more <laughs> yeah. times right like that's Seriously. the real shit yeah like yeah. oh this is what i want to talk about almost it's yeah. like when you start talking to a friend and you think you're just like complaining about your boss or something but then <laughs> oh, halfway yeah. through the conversation you start talking about like your relationship with your parents or something <laughs> yes yeah kind of, like <laughs> turns into this whole other conversation yeah. you're like oh 
that's why I was actually mad at my boss this whole yeah. time. And like, no, I, think I definitely like... feel like I have that experience in making <laughs> games where I start yeah. off and I'm like, I'm going to fucking, this is my epic game that's about this. And then by the end of it, I like, I'm just like, oh, I've learned something about myself. I, <laughs> yes, totally. And I, I think that's really that strength when we were talking about it earlier about like, you know, individual creators you know like yeah like a massive team would be like would, would hit that like um this game is about how violence is bad and it, what you the end result would be like you have to shoot somebody in a video game and then the video game turns to you and crosses <laughs> its arms and says now don't you feel bad about that the thing i made got you do Fucking, yeah in order, in order to play the game yeah because oh like, uh, yeah you don't have the, 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 there's like, there's too many people. So it's hard to get that one person's voice through or for a singular person to make that like realization that's like, Oh, this is cause you can't avoid putting yourself in to your work, whether it's like fiction or yeah, nonfiction. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, oh. I also think something that, Oh, no, no, you were there. You're uh, good. Oh, sorry, my my, uh, my ear is a little weird sometimes. Um, but but I think there's a thing that doesn't get talked about at all in this kind of context, which is that I think that it isn't necessarily even a single person thing every time. Like right. I think that there are spaces yeah. where you can see when a whole team, especially in games, where you can see like kind of real soul-based like communication of like real stuff coming out can almost come out through a team easier sometimes right because so much of it is about lack of control and it's about like the more i'm a believer at least for my process that the more control i have the harder it is for me to actually produce anything of real value to myself. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a part of my brain that knows how to make video games good consciously. And that part of my brain isn't the same part of my brain that actually has anything of value to say <laughs> like that. Yeah. All that person knows how to do is make games that feel good. Like they don't, that's not the part of me that like can have real conversations with people or really like think about things from outside perspectives. And so like, I almost have to lose control over something in order for the actual stuff to slip in and like to like almost trick myself into making right. good art. And I think you can even see that with team games sometimes where like the auteur stuff can always backfire like the, yeah, the backfiring yeah. of like treating yourself as an auteur or having someone on a team who's an auteur is that mm -hmm. like one person only has so many ideas like yeah. one person only has so much to say and they only have their one perspective but like i think something like you can look at a game like uh to to put it into the zeitgeist you can look at something like elden ring where that isn't a game that was made by one person, no matter what gamers say. It's not like <laughs> yeah. Mi Mr. Miyazaki came in and was like, here's 3,000 hours of stuff. And yeah, everyone was he, like, he okay, cool. He out the desk and like, programming it all himself. <laughs> yeah, like that game, the development was a complete nightmare. Like all the, like, it's 
full of stuff that you can tell someone just put together and nobody just like had any oversight because they just needed to make as much stuff as possible yeah but that's where so much of like the beautiful stuff in that game that feels like wild and it feels like untamed it feels like stuff that like the only way it ever could have existed in a triple a game of that scale is that no like someone just thought of it and nobody stopped them on right, the team yeah. like because there was too much stuff to do and they couldn't afford to like cut anything out <laughs> so they were just like all right you came up with that weird ass thing fuck yeah, it it's... it's in the game we can't stop yeah. it. <laughs> well there's that <laughs> i okay so i have a couple of things here the first thing is that i think um one thing i really wish was in games that i think uh, like film criticism has more is like an appreciation of different roles yes because game development is so opaque that it's like hard to because like you know like this is a weird thing to say i guess but like miyazaki's not the only auteur who works at FromSoft, right yeah yeah there are like other people who have like a consistent body of work and that like brings something to that that is like unique and interesting right in the way that like i can talk about a dp who worked yes. on a film or whatever right mm. like and so the, the way because game development is so often like kind of opaque or obscured or um people don't really seek out knowledge like including me right like i'm not like right, super you know. knowledgeable but yeah it's impossible because there's fucking hundreds of people on these games yes and, like, yeah it's, it's so really hard difficult. to keep like yeah like like you know that you were saying the perfect example because every film auteur i bet i bet people who know those auteurs couldn't name all the dps and editors and actors they yes. constantly work yeah. with yeah yeah well but, it's yeah. like even but it's also even people there's a story about um howard hawks the like great hollywood director um you know like one of the like original auteurs and that this is like people because you cinema was writing about um but he was like doing an adaptation of i I can't remember what it's called but there's a play and it's originally two men and in the auditions his like script girl was reading aloud the lines and she was like and he was like what if it was a woman wouldn't that be more interesting or like and so like the his girl friday like comes out of that moment of this like other person (laughs) right like giving something to the material that you know, and that just is happening all the time in yeah. any creative thing. There is multiple people, right? Um, yeah, seriously. Yeah. yeah, like, and even I think even like if I look at my own work, I'm someone who does literally everything myself. Like, I do all the music, I do all the writing, the like three words that are in any of my games because I'm dog shit at writing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, I do all the art, all the design, all the program. I do literally everything. And even then, I could not honestly look anyone in the eyes and say that, like, I did it myself because I'm still collaborating with all of the people who influenced me. You know what I mean? Like, all of the ideas that I'm straight up just stealing from things that, like, (laughs) built me as an artist. And, like, so much of anything I do that is original is most of the time just a failure to mimic something that already exists and accidentally stumbling into something that's like not that you know what i mean and yeah like, yeah totally. that collaborative process is like we're so we get so focused on it like it's all wrapped up in capitalism you know like yeah, yeah. it has mm-hmm. to be about like who got paid to do this and whose name is on the credits and who this is yeah. and this and it's about like it's structured like work you know what i mean we think of it like a job that people everyone is like 
this person did this and this and this. But even on a team, like my experience work, because I've done so my whole past experience coming up in game development was basically going on forums and just working on team games that never came out ever and right doing that yeah. like dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of times and that's how i learned how to make games and so many cool ideas were always the the product of just like a bunch of people just smashing themselves and their heads together and just like coming up with weird shit and hanging out on a forum and just being like, Oh, what if you did this? And then someone else like, Oh, what if you did this? And like, even when it's like an art, an artist will come up and be like, Oh, I have an idea for a game mechanic or like the programmer will draw a really cute character. Like it's always this like real whirling miasma of like actual perspective and ideas that's happening because somebody's name has to be on the artist check and somebody's (laughs) name has to be on the programmer credit like and that's why it's so like i love when you play really old games and you'll get to the credits and they'll have like job titles that just like don't exist (laughs) or just like weird (laughs) shit yeah 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 (laughs) character dialogue engineer slash uh art developer and you're like what is that neither of those are jobs now yeah, they're like, right there like they're, so like, they're very wild. specific like, things that they did like i you know yeah. i you learn a lot about scenario writers <laughs> yeah <laughs> right it's, yeah um but oh. there i think that i've talked we've talked about on the show before but like yeah it's you know it's the the, the game awards uh name two people there are oh. two people that have names that get awards and they are the the, the musicians and the actors no oh, yeah uh, true yep. yeah there should be like a there should be, because like I, I was just thinking about like um, Megan Janeth, who like worked on Eighty Days yeah. and mm. Sable and stuff. That it's like, even though you know, she's never been a solo developer on anything that she's worked on. It's like her voice is really clear, and like you, there is a lineage between Eighty Days and Sable, even though it's like two, uh, you know, besides her, like two entirely different development teams. Right, right, right. Mm. And so it's like, I, I just, that is just happening all the time. And I wish that that was surfaced more, you know? And yeah. like, and yeah, like there being awards for like sound design or for, you know, um, like, like, like writing or whatever would go a long way towards like actually doing the work of advocacy for the medium. Fuck you, Jeff Keeley. Yeah. Right, right. Once again, how many? How many times? I mean, people can tell you about their oh these oh the screenplay is written by so and so, you know? Yeah. Or yeah, it like matters, you know? Right. Yeah. Or like the, yeah. the producer on this album was this person, this, you know? Or like oh they did this with these studio musicians. It's like, but yeah. it's it's hard to find that information. I mean, you can, if you can look at the credits, but it's like, the, right? Like yeah. It, well, when I think that's also like the the burnout in, in yeah. the industry. Right. <laughs> Nobody lasts long enough. It's like, yeah, it's like you know. Especially now where it's like if you work on if you fucking work on Final Fantasy sixteen, that's like the one credit Ugh. you have for eight years of development or whatever. You know? Yeah. It's uh, rough. And then peep and then assholes like me are like, I'm not gonna play this fucking stupid action game. Oh my turn face. <laughs> and I never know who you are. <laughs> because I'm sure you did some awesome like character modeling or some really gorgeous environmental design that I'm never yeah. gonna fucking see because the designer or marketing 
just like was like went out of their way to just be like oh, i'm gonna make sure chloe doesn't give any shit about this game <laughs> yeah like, yeah and all this stuff like uh. it's so depressing like it, and that's why like i don't know i'm really trying to get out of that zone a little bit i've had game pass it's the only type of games i can afford nowadays is yeah uh i have an xbox and i got game pass because i need the online to play elden ring and now to play street fighter and so i just like hop on game pass and be like i'm just gonna play something that i don't even think i'm gonna like but i'm just gonna try to just like appreciate the craft in the things that i like can like see and be like whoa that's amazing like character modeling that's some really gorgeous environments like and even down to like a thing I think is really important that I don't know if is ever going to get overcome is the way that like as a programmer programmers don't get thought of as game developers in a really weird way it's weird because like it's similar to how you talked about um like the the simultaneous exaltation of retro styles and the denigration of them at the same time that's Mm -hmm. almost like how people talk about programmers in game development how like game dev heads like the people who like are obsessed with like game development as a scene and not as like a thing they're doing um, right. there's yeah. this weird yeah. thing of like uh oh you're a programmer that's so cool but all you're doing is just an ideas guy is telling you what to do and you're just making it happen right that's how that works unless you're like someone who literally is like me who just does all the shit again like and also like it's not like i do all that shit out like choice it's kind of no money to pay anybody to do anything and i'm very like intense (laughs) about ethics on that kind of stuff like i really am not trying to be out here building a career off of for exposure work from like random people on twitter who are like hey can i make a free soundtrack for your game and i literally have to be like dude no i'm not gonna exploit you right right no like i've had people be like oh let me help you with social media i'm like no no (laughs) yeah like i'm sorry but like fuck dude i wish i could pay you to like do something but like but but at the same time yeah like programming is thought of as this like solved mathematical like it's a thing that you can do good or bad yeah because like yeah it's that very like min maxed like here's you can just and i think it's because people want who who have that kind of like drive to I, i talk about it sometimes of this this thing i that my annoying catchphrase i like to use is like do you want to make something or do you want to have made something like, do you yeah, actually yeah. enjoy the process of creativity and you find value and, like, growth and, like, fulfillment in just making it? Because if you do, then from my perspective, it doesn't fucking matter if anybody likes it. Yeah. I've made plenty of shit nobody's ever seen. I make music now. All I do is I just make beat tapes that nobody on the planet Earth listens to. And over <laughs> the past year, I've made 50 of them. And it's the most artistic thing i've ever done because all i'm doing is just like pure creating shit for myself and like expressing myself and like doing that and it's really joyous but then i meet so many people especially in games who don't feel that like they don't have a drive to just create for the sake of it and to get things out of it all they want is to time jump to having released something 
and have everyone telling them they're cool and they're making a bunch of money and they have a bunch of friends who think they're cool like it just becomes about like yeah it's it's like a yeah it's more of a means to an end and if you're doing that then it's like well of course you're gonna fucking be miserable and not being enjoying yourself because you're like that's not real like you can't make that happen on purpose (laughs) like you can't make a good game like on purpose your first go around it's just never gonna happen and i've i've like like in my hyper specific kind of like situation i've played a bunch of games that feel like that it feels like somebody wants to have a game and it doesn't feel like a person made they feel like oh this is a video game that is a it does video game things and i made it yeah and I've followed I've followed the unofficial uh, how to make a souls like tutorial that's yes. located across YouTube in distinct chunks. Right, right. <laughs> like a I, like a treasure map that you have to gather together. And I've and I've <laughs> and I've cobbled it together and I've made a thing and then it's like, oh, okay, I guess technically, but it feels like someone it feels like it's not an asset sort of thing and a lot of someone put a lot of time into it, but it feels like that, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, like it doesn't feel like and it's uh, rough because like it's I want those people to be able to because I think anyone right. can just create shit and get joy out of it. It's like one of the I think everyone does it. That's what posting is. Posting is creating. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Listen, yeah, totally. I'm putting we are on the air. I'm saying it. I'm saying it right now. Posting is art. OK, everybody, listen, we're starting the revolution. <laughs> we're thinking of posting as a form of art and Post- I will die I Post- would die defending that. Posting has right? always been art. I I think about that open palm slamming Chronicles of Riddick into my VHS player <laughs> one, and, you know, at least at least once I think a month. About that. I definitely got more joy out of that post than I have out of like forty percent of the movies I've seen in my life. Yeah, I would probably <laughs> like that more than Chronicles of Riddick itself. <laughs> <laughs> It's like we, we underestimate the, yeah. the power of just humans having fun together. <laughs> We're Yeah, and that's all it is. Like that's why I'm such a huge proponent of small games and of like lit and of amateurish non-derogatory yeah. game making. Of just like get fuck I try to tell people stop downloading Unity. All right, stop doing it. If you're out there and you have never made a game before and you have Unity on your computer and you have that experience where you open it up once every four months and then get discouraged because it's like you don't know what how to do it and it's like seems impossible, you need to uninstall that right now. You need to go download the official Hamster Republic RPG creation engine or you need to get RPG Maker 2003 or you need to download uh, Fighter Maker for the PlayStation 1 ISO yeah, and I... just fucking make something. It doesn't, it's, you're not gonna, if, if you really can get the joy out of creating something, it doesn't matter if anybody ever sees it. Like you, it, the, that joy just can be there. And yeah. that's like, to me, I mean, I haven't had like, obviously I haven't like blown up or anything. So I can't really be like, oh, it's great. It's way better than having a lot of money and not having to worry about groceries. Listen, I would never throw a lot. I would never throw away a lot of money. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Listen, (laughs) if anyone out there wants to give me a lot of money. Yeah. Shout out. (laughs) But if anyone wants to pay me, give me a million dollars to give the developers to make a a 10 game anthology. I'll make that. That'd be so sick. 
but, but <laughs> like she's... seriously though like just if you're out there please just make something it doesn't yeah. matter it'll be sick some of the best yeah. games of all time li- i will say this now one of the top three games of all time is uh fucking off the rpg maker game that was released on game jolt and it's like one of the most secretly influential games like ever released in the indie space yeah and like it was just some weird rpg maker game that like people play it now who don't know what it is and they're like what the hell is this it's this makes no sense this is trash but it's like it it, it doesn't matter if you have like some amazing piece of tech that's like oh i'm gonna sell this on the xbox it's like no just just do something just make anything and just feel the joy in that and then if you want to keep going after that and you feel like oh i have a knack for this and i'm enjoying it and i want to make bigger stuff then go from there but don't try to start making games by like trying to make like an xbox game (laughs) right right, and the thing is you're always gonna you're always gonna miss the fact that like nobody made their first game and then got super rich usually i mean and like all those people always had like 500 failed weird yeah. like Newgrounds games that you've never played. They're about like George Bush fly swatter game or I, some random shit. Chloe, like. I was thinking just the other day because I was thinking about how long I've been at this. And I'm like, do Newgrounds games count as indie games? And I'm saying, yes, they do. Yes. So I, I, yeah. Hey, totally. listen, secret Chloe lore. Yeah. I had a Newgrounds game. I did. I had a game up on Newgrounds, and nobody will ever know it was me. They will never find it. It is lost <laughs> to the internet. I think it's somewhere in that like Flashpoint bundle, like that huge right. program that got released when Flash died. It's probably somewhere in there, but I will never spill about what uh, my cool Flash game that I made was <laughs> on Newgrounds. I'm sure it's super cool. I'm sure plenty. Hell yeah. That weird. Yeah, there, there, there is so much stuff. There is like. Yeah, just just make stuff like make like I I even I would prefer something that is like very like uh you know weird and broken and imperfect, but it feels like somebody really wanted to make it over yeah something that's like somebody somebody making something they think that I want to play they think I want to play yeah seriously. But um, but speaking of thinking people want to do things, I'm thinking that's almost two hours we've been doing this show. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. And I no, uh, that's a good thing. That's me. Uh, this this show I've been tr- sometimes they go super long, but I'm trying to yeah. like I've been trying to be like, we need to keep this to an hour and a half. So it's listenable after <laughs> all 30 of my listeners that Anchor says I have. <laughs> well listen i've never done a stream that was no. shorter than six hours so uh, i could go literally forever so thank you for stopping me. no i as someone who has done eight hour streams where i was the host for the entire thing yes i could i could take these things forever but uh yeah. theoretically i like to be i like them to be listenable maybe not listenable oh, in terms yeah. of quality but listenable uh, in terms what if of we like, were just talk- oh so somebody loves uh art no. quality when it comes to games but not when it comes to uh <laughs> listen listen sometimes podcast i think life. that uh, people are going to look at it on a podcast and it's going to see that six hours long they're going to be like no thank you or some, but listen, also those are the only podcasts I listen to. Should I, yes, should I be making this for the true sickos who are like, yes, I want to listen to game developers and get, and people just you know the general art space talk for six hours and it's like, <laughs> yeah, I do want to listen to that, but also 
I only get yeah. two days off a week, and I like to do other things too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta hang well, out hey. with the crew. But uh, uh, does anyone have any uh, any last minute burning statements or questions before we we start to wrap it up? Oh, I just wanted to say I think I got I think I got her name wrong. Uh, it's Megna. Jan- Janet, and it's also probable that I'm mispronouncing it. I've never heard this name said out loud. So. Neither have I. Maybe <laughs> cool she, follows, she follows me on Twitter. Maybe I'll just yeah. put her on oh, the show. Oh, shit. The cloud. Oh, you should. Yeah. I Yeah. I've definitely been, like, as, as you can see, being here, Grace, I've been expanding beyond uh, the Indiepocalypse family. I just, <laughs> yeah. I've just been, like, sending no, emails I think, to people. I, I don't know. I mean, we're, oh, we yeah. are, like mutuals on twitter as of like a week ago <laughs> so i don't have any that's, kind that's, of i mean that's partially me sometimes <laughs> but, uh, i forget to follow people you know uh the archive yeah. the vod does not get archived uh the podcast goes up uh it goes up on monday if you are one dollar patron or more and in two weeks if you're everybody else nice <laughs> so when i when i started oh i see you're making that Making that spicy one dollar off oh, of, yeah. uh, of our names. <laughs> well, I was, I was, I was. Um, I thought about that before. Like, if you have, if I, if I actually made money, if I was like a Twitch streamer who was like, "What's up, Bong Lord Four Twenty? Thanks for the bits." And I would be like, <laughs> I was like, it's it's only ethical to like to share those bits, like to split those bits three three to four ways with the people on the show, but nobody ever gives me to them, so it never comes up. <laughs> I've been it's doing really that. fucked up. That you're like one of the more ethical people that I've met in this space, and yet no, like I feel like if you had a lot of money, this whole scene would be a much better. Place. I would give it. To, I would I, like. Yeah, was, exactly. If I had millions of dollars, I mean, if I had a lot of money, I would just pay more people more money to do it. <laughs> like, like my rates are abysmally low, but they're like also what I can afford. If like their worst case scenario, affordability, you know. Like if like yeah. if t- like if tomorrow all the all the everyone stopped purchasing it, I could still technically put out Indie Apocalypse at the budget I have it at, which yeah. is practical. I think that's the thing is I think when you're like in that hungry uh, <laughs> kind of that uh, they call it the hungry class, you're like the hu- the Hunger Games uh, you, maybe you <laughs> patent like. Patent. No one's ever right, used right, it. right. Uh, no one's thought of that before. You, I think you kind of like want to spread the things around because you're like, you, you're like, oh, a hundred dollars is so valuable. <laughs> yeah, yeah someone, it really fucking is. If someone was to give you a million of those, you'd be like, I don't, I literally don't know what to do with this much money. <laughs> hey, let me say, let me put this out on the airwaves. If you're listening to this. And you're someone who doesn't think $100 is a lot of money, and you play indie games on itch.io. Let me say, go to your favorite itch developer, who's someone who's made a game that you just think is amazing, yeah, and just give them $100. Yeah. Just fuck it, dude. You have no idea. Like, as a person whose, like, life has been materially changed by, like, random people being like, oh, I love your game. Here's just, like, 100 bucks. Yeah. Bruh. I mean, like, same. You, severely underestimate how powerful that is <laughs> like literally materially speaking yeah, like Chloe, yeah Indi- uh long-standing indie apocalypse lore uh indie apocalypse is a lot of for a lot of developers the most money they've ever made off their games <laughs> <laughs> like straight up it's the most yeah. i've ever been funded i'll say that and, and, <laughs> like and i pl- never made anything with any funding and, before. and some people and so it's having, like, like 
they're like, oh, this is the first time someone's literally ever paid me for the game. I'm like, what are you talking about? These, this game is amazing. How did nobody? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So, so angels out there, go be an angel to somebody on uh, on itch or yes. anywhere, you know. Angel like, investors, it's, it's a angel, thing. angel invest in itch.io. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just don't tell them what to do. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, don't tell me what to do, no matter what. That's what you can take away. From that, this that's my rule. Whole conversation. <laughs> Indie Apocalypse has been sponsored once before. Uh, thank you again, uh, Range Touch. But if you ever want to sponsor Indie Apocalypse, the one rule is. Oh, shout out to Range! Shout out Range Touch. Yeah, uh, uh, Cameron, the endless uh, champion of like trying to convince people in actual games press to care about Indie Apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes uh, they do. Sometimes like all all the all your typical online game dev people will like it when he posts about it. <laughs> well, not when I've... but uh um, i think it is like you know he is he's make he's raking in the the stephen king podcast listenership yes. i was that's gonna nice. say hey shout out just shout out to that fucking podcast I it's great it. it's a great podcast that's what i need All i need to get time. into a, i need to become a recap podcast that's what <laughs> I need to do. Hell that's, yeah. Indie you know... the indie recap podcast need, where you just recap i need to just, i need to recap things uh, not right now though struck work yes yeah, struck yeah. work oh yeah true, true, true. um I, I but that was of course showing like i liked i looked, but there was something nice when sag after i said that because in my heart it was like i was valued like yes it's all this is just all promotional none of this stuff is like, yeah i was like there was a little wince of like i knew it i knew it this it, yeah the recap podcast well, the it, emptiness of it but there are good ones <laughs> plenty of good oh, ones yeah Yes, totally. Um, but yeah. it is like that weird gray area. But this is us turning the show into another 30 minutes. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, yes, I told yeah. you I could go for fucking a million no, hours. And hey, this was this was a lot of fun, honestly. Thank you for having me on. No, this was like, so much fun. Yeah, Thank you thank for you. being on the Shit. show. This is like, I don't go out to uh, conventions because yeah, expensive. Yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and well, yeah. game developers uh, don't sell things at conventions. Yeah, really listen, weird. I was going to get on the bandwagon of uh, I keep wanting to go to a convention with a bunch of zip drives and just trade them for physical goods. Like, Do it. I... <laughs> and just be like, give me give me food and rare cloths and I someone, shall give you my someone who USBs. does that, who has but mere feet away from me, a box full of cassette cases that have USB sticks inside of them. Oh, my it's, God. It's people. Also, people think those are really cool. So I think it'll work, honestly. They're cool. Oh, yeah. I highly agree. Listen, I just want I just want free rare cloths. Yeah, <laughs> I just want people I'm trying to get my I'm trying to get my barter game up. Yes, yes. I I I listen, I'm in need, I'm in no need of rare cloth, but if you have chickens, I will take them. <laughs> the then, then suddenly we're like, oh, what if there was some kind of in-between? Because I don't want your cloth. You don't want my chickens. What if we use some kind of in-between that I could trade to you and you can trade to the next person? <laughs> And then we immediately start inventing <laughs> currency, folks. Folks, oh no! Yeah, listen, it's all gone tits up. I appreciate the, <laughs> the spirit of people talking about barter system, but currency is just handy. It's why everyone trends towards it. Fine, jeez. And what does an artist give you? I, I I made a video. I made a video game. Please give me a table. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Hey, I'll take a table. Um, I, I, yeah. 
I do Listen, have... all I want from all I want from my fans is their warm smiles. Oh. Listen, all I want in return for I'm kidding, please give me money for my video games. That's what I was gonna say. All I want in return for Indie Apocalypse <laughs> is fifteen dollars a month. Uh <laughs> One of these days, I, I'm, I'm wondering, I'm hoping, my, my goal is that maybe in 10 years, it'll be profitable. That would be <laughs> awesome. You never we know. Can only, we can only hope. Uh, that said, it's only, it's only unprofitable because it's going, all the, you know, 80% of the money goes to other artists, which is kind of the point of it. Hell yeah. Um, Chloe, a, regular, a, a member of the, uh, the occasional Indie Apocalypse $6 club. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> we're, we're once every six months you will get a PayPal message from me that says Indie Apocalypse and it says something like five dollars and forty seven cents. Wasn't <laughs> so goaded. I love it. <laughs> it's the best. Literally. Uh, anyway, anyway, we're actually we're actually shutting down the show. I'm saying it right now. The show is getting shutting down. We're wrapping it up. Fine. Putting it Fuck in. Toho. <laughs> there is. Definitely... Wait, we're off air, right? <laughs> no, we're not off air yet. But I will. Oh no. I am dedicated to the next pledge drive, which will happen in a mere seven months. I, I'm going to, my plan is, because I've said it, to host a Toho 101. Oh, hell uh, yes. To, okay, yeah. That's to, pretty good. Okay. As one of my segments to get everyone included, everyone get involved, have a nice class and teach everyone about Toho and get everyone involved. Because I feel like it is, oh, a, yeah. it's a blind spot and I want to help people. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be that, that, This kind of work is very important. Um, um, somebody has to teach oh, much shrine managing yokai. Yes. <laughs> can I, may I plug one that's, thing real quick? That Grace, that's perfect because I was just about to ask you where can people find your stuff, Grace? Okay, so uh, yeah, I have a website, graceinthemachine.com, and on the contact page or the about page, I forget, you can find links to all the social media that I'm on and to my Patreon and stuff. I also do a podcast called The Safe Room. It is a survival horror game club podcast what um, Yo, we what try to fuck? cover i want to listen to that yeah it's good it's good shit i do it with my friend rose uh and we we cover tried and true classic of the genre sort of alongside less somewhat lesser known stuff we've covered silent hill i mean all the team silent silent hill games yeah we are currently yeah. it's we just put out an episode on fatal frame 2 oh, um yeah and uh we're covering alan wake this month um oh, so ah yeah. yes i i'm uh, I, i'm feeling truly vindicated by people turning and people saying they liked alan wake and i was like it was i alan, love alan wake alan Versus, wake was we, always we, good me and me and me and rose might might fight about it i'm, I'm excited yeah. uh to find out but uh i think alan wake's great um, I, I i'm there i go yeah i like remedy period so i i think the gameplay was always good i <laughs> I remember playing the game. I'm like, this game is fun to play. Uh, I remember when I played Control, I was like, how do you make a shooter that isn't a first person that doesn't have cover anymore? He's like, oh, you can still make those. They're good. Yeah, they're good. You can. There's no reason to hide behind stuff. Yeah. You know what's a good fucking video game? Max Payne. Oh, my God. Max, Max Payne is so good. At Max Payne. Uh, I bought Max Payne. When I bought a PlayStation 2 as a child and I bought Max Payne with it, and I did not understand what I was playing, and I was unsupervised. 
and it was fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm looking at your list, and now I'm like, should I drag on my Wii and finally play that copy of Fragile Dreams I bought forever? Fragile ago? Dreams, Bones. <laughs> That's an incredible video game. You should absolutely do that. I want. Fragile Dreams rules. Oh my, wait, uh, this this is that Baroque? Wait a minute, what is? Is this that, or is this no? It's like a, a version of that. No, no. I'm looking at the, uh, I'm looking at Wii stuff. Oh is, yes, does, it is. is Wii... I think it's like I, it is related. It might like a be a remake or, uh, or a sequel or something. Yeah, uh, but yes, it is like the Sega Saturn Baroque. Yeah, uh, I, I was looking up like how much does Fragile Dreams cost nowadays? Very <laughs> yeah, very well, expensive. I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, you know. The, methods yeah <laughs> yes i certainly in my in my chronicle of playing all these FromSoft games i certainly did purchase copies of field <laughs> two and three and shadow tower all games that are probably a hundred dollars minimum Boink. <laughs> i didn't think about that i i went to a local game store like 10 years ago and they had a copy of persona 2 for like Seventy dollars. Oh, yeah. And I really thought about it and didn't get it. Oh, and now I'm like, I probably should have grabbed that. Let me t <laughs> let me tell you who's got two thumbs in every single Persona game and it's paid. Uh, <laughs> it's me, and I paid under fifty dollars for them all. Yes, yeah. Oh my I, gosh. Uh, what it, what is my top game right now? There was a time in my youth that I was like getting a lot of games off of eBay. Um, let me see what my my regular segment what is andrew's mo most expensive game on price charting right now that he spent probably 40 bucks on when he was younger you know you yeah. love it the the classic segment it is price high to low thank you refresh <laughs> oh st still the king still the goat it's still persona revelation the first persona Hell yeah. because i have oh a complete God. box uh say with following up oh eternal punishment took over as the number two slot uh, shoot oh. Sure. It used to be it used to be JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> and that game kicks wow. ass, folks. That game was Bizarre Adventure. That that, that, that PS One fighting Capcom JoJo game is literally uh, one of the secret goat fighting games of it's all time. Amazing, like as true a kid, Mugen heads understand why that game <sighs> is so good. If you're like a a fighting game sicko, oh, it's like the most like bucked fighting games ever that are so fun like it's you gotta bust Chloe, that i i built mugen rosters multiple times in my life i oh, have yes i have constructed a mugen roster i have searched oh high and lows could i find omega tiger woods <laughs> i i often could not find him i could probably find him nowadays if i went looking for him <laughs> but yeah yeah anyway uh yeah Continue with the plug zone. I'm sorry yes. that I Chloe, it. you're stuck. Great, great. Well, first, Grace, what was the name of that podcast again? Because it's I want the, to. Uh, yeah, it's the Safe Room, I believe. And it's on it's on the Abnormal Mapping Network. Shout outs to them. Oh, to be good at. Hell yes. Well, I'm actually. Fucking, I'm actually going to listen to that podcast. Yeah, there's <laughs> a uh, podcast right now. I'm out. Right. <laughs> I just realized there's a there's a simple URL to, to find it, and it's a spookygame.club. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Folks, oh buy URLs. <laughs> that is, that's an incredible URL. Yeah, good stuff. Well, yeah. Um. So, okay, my plug. Yes. I am, if I may plug. You may. Uh, that's what I want you to do. <laughs> really, really, I'm the plug. 
Okay, sorry, I'm not going to get distracted by picking of funny songs. Um, I make video games. <laughs> They're all at ouch.itch.io. I'm probably going to make Steam games soon because I need to uh, pay rent and shit. <laughs> and yeah. I'm kind of... Uh, no one buys my itch games anymore because everybody owns them because I put them in basically every bundle I could that was like charity bundles, uh, which is fucking awesome that's my favorite part of itch is that like yes it's it's so so weird that has become like an Um, ecosystem in and of itself it's it's fucking it's absolutely beautiful it's one of my favorite i I fucking love itch dude um anyway so i'll I'll, you know i'll be elsewhere look out for me on steam look out for ouch games on switch probably eventually once that system dies uh stop (laughs) using it uh i'll try to i'll be like those people who release 3ds games in 2023 uh somebody's playing it yeah and hey go play the video if you're listening to this uh go play the video game called palace of woe uh for no reason i'm sure you'll just like it it won't have any profound effects on you or make you uh you know have any thoughts it, it's fine just just play it it's good yeah all right cool there's a whole the, <laughs> ouch has a bunch of listen even if you bought on the charity bundle hey buy it again that's, yeah that's yeah that's the best part about itch is you could just give me money forever if you want yeah it's great you could just pay for the same game 30 million times right you can just keep and hey, on and go to hey if you like really terrible beats uh made by a fucking little freak uh go to peacebc.bandcamp.com and listen to my uh, awful mixtapes that nobody likes but me (laughs) it's my official plug i'm gonna start plugging the shit that uh (laughs) it's just objectively not good listen we can't appreciate us ourselves at our worst you know yes uh that's true don't don't talk to this is my fun strategy where i talk myself down so that people are surprised when it's actually not super bad yeah. right where you're like oh this is she talked herself down a whole bunch but this is oh actually pretty i'm good. so terrible yeah oh, I'm, a, I'm such <laughs> a miserable i'm such a miserable artist and i'm gonna faint onto my fainting <laughs> couch <laughs> such a, a mess that i am putting lob om on the record player give me lots of money so i can buy a fainting couch Yes, like listen, your your favorite game dev. They need fainting couches. They just need excessive <laughs> stuff in their house. I thought it, when I was playing Eternal Ring today, I was thinking I was going to make a post and something. I was thinking like I need to make a large room, a large empty room in my house, so that people know when they enter it that that's where they're going to fight me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. And I think game developers need stuff like that. Oh my God. Uh, that is. Oh my uh, if this if this was in the weekend, that would all be a post. I'm seeing that for Monday, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Sometimes I just think funny things to myself, and I just don't post them because I don't have a poster's life. I'm what a... do you, What are you talking about? What? I what do that. The... I can't can't relate. But um, I can't relate to having private thoughts. <laughs> but that's, that said, uh, uh, my thing, Indiepocalypse. You should buy it. I think it's cool. Um, you can go. You can get that at indiepocalypse.com, which will be my own website where you can just purchase my shit from my own site. Even <gasps> what I, I have, I got FileZilla. I got it all. I got my own damn website. Uh, you can also buy them on oh, H2 yeah. if that's easier for you. They're also there. Uh, you can uh, subscribe uh, on on Patreon to get a monthly. It's the only way you can get like mm. a physical copy of like the paper zine, and for for only five bucks a month. 
you get access to all you get access to the commission games. What? So it's like you're like 15 bucks is expensive every month, but if I if you want like a like a surprise like, you know, gloom reducer slipped into your mailbox once a month, <laughs> it's only 5 bucks. Like that's that's it's, it's like a bargain. For 60 bucks you get tw- hey. fi- I think it's $50 and you get like 12 of them. Man. That's Listen, there's no better deal out there on the internet in 2023. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> gamers, that's quite the deal. If you're if you're a conscious, <laughs> if you're a deal-minded gamer, uh, write it up. If you're a classic DMG, yes. If you're a classic DMG, no copyright. I think that I believe that's Dave Make Games. <laughs> we can't use that oh, in no. games. It's it's we get a uh, what's the. Uh, what's the word you're looking for when something is within your similar field so you can't use the same words? I forget what it is. There's a know. copyright term for that. I don't that. know any of those rules. I'll probably get sued at some point. It's for the thing like that, that got uh, Iron Brigade. Was it Iron Brigade or was it Trench? What was, the, what was the original name of that game? I don't remember. Anyway. Yeah, you can buy it there. That stuff. Uh, if you want to join Indiepocalypse, uh, go to indiepocalypse.com slash submit and add your game and you might be included if you want to get commission for any apocalypse uh just make games <laughs> um Hell and then yeah. check your email box occasionally or your dms sometimes i might be like you want to make a game for money and you might go yes <laughs> i might go Hell cool yeah. see you in three months it really folks as someone who thinks every social interaction is a nightmare uh being commissioned by andrew was probably one of the easiest most painless pleasant experiences i've ever had uh making games glad so to, glad to have do it. not do not be afraid or nervous because andrew is very chill yeah uh, and very accommodating and just wants to just wants to throw you a couple bucks to make a little cool thing i love art uh, my my yeah. my budget my entire budget that isn't spent on things needed to survive uh is spent on art basically <laughs> i have too much of it lying around my house and if you want to have <laughs> art lying around your house you can go to if you want to have too much of something. You can go to indiepocalypse.com <laughs> slash tapes and get a, the physical edition of Indiepocalypse. You know, uh, you get them in a cassette case with a USB stick, and they're all numbered on the spine. So you're like, oh, I got issue number twenty six. Now I got to get the rest of them so it all looks good on my shelf. And, and how cut. will you listen? You yeah. gotta play the first twenty-five. Otherwise, how are you gonna know the story? Exactly, <laughs> the, the Indiepocalypse lore. <laughs> yeah, it's very important. The thing we it love. Really circled back we around. Discussed. We love IPs. We love the multiverse. Nothing, we love <laughs> nothing. I love more than an IP. Sometimes a cover artist will say, "What do you want me to put on this?" And I'll be like, "I don't care." Or, they're like, "Do you have a logo or something?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> don't care for them uh you see chloe you know this as a developer i am extremely hands-on when it comes to the cover artist where i say i'll give you money and you have to write and i tell them you have to write the word indiepocalypse on the cover somewhere <laughs> i'm a real i'm real yeah, strict so, about them so, um, I know, it's harsh it's hard it's hard out here being a <laughs> Being a real rebel artist. Being an illustrator on the web. Andrew is such a, <laughs> such a hard ass with them compared to game developers. <laughs> um, but that said, yeah, folks, like if you've seen them, like uh, if, you've been, if you're here alive and you're like, oh, those covers are sick. 
uh, and they are all like they're really fucking. They're sick, so dude. good. Yeah. yeah, so good. <sighs> These are all like um, non-game developers. Like I, that's my like part of my like trying to get everyone involved is like these are all people who, so far as I know, have not done any game development work. So these are just like illustrators and comic artists and animators and all sorts of other people who make art all over the world. And they make great art. And like, look, I'm looking right now with this one right now, this little detective one that's Flynn, that's ice level. Always out there looking for commissions. You can commission any of these artists. Yeah, do it. And I recommend you do Do it. That said, uh, uh, I will never let you finish this podcast. I know, I know. Listen, there there are some indie apocalypses that have the secret third hour where we're not even streaming, but we're no. just chatting for a third hour. No, Andrew, I'm a ghost in the machine. If you end the podcast, I disappear. And then and then people <laughs> we just and then eventually I'm like, I need to leave. And then people are like, Oh yeah, we do need to leave. Anyway, <laughs> I I've had one where it's like we had that secret third hour. It's like I need to go to the supermarket before these places close so I can get food. <laughs> Um, (laughs) but grace chloe thank you both so so much for being on the show i'm glad to have you here so lovely to be here really appreciate it Um, a lot of fun literally also hey anytime you know what i'm saying yes no once i i am i am working through my back catalog of uh people who have not responded to me to uh (laughs) (laughs) the past contributors but once i've x'd all of them out that shit, it's, it's just shuffle time, baby. We're just shuffling them all around. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, inviting just random artists. Somebody on Blue Sky followed me who is like an editor at like Paradise Systems. Oh, and I'm Blue like, Sky. Paradise Systems, they do, uh-huh. uh, they do indie comics publishing for primarily Chinese comic artists. Uh, hmm. And I'm like, they follow me. I should invite them on the show because I like, I like indie comics a lot. A lot, a lot. Hell yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. Uh, that said, now I'm shutting it down. Goodbye. Oh, fine. Fine. Oh, I'm slipping away. No. Yeah, goodbye. I'm leaving you with, we're exiting as soon as I can find Fubar so I can transition to the final outro <laughs> song. Goodbye. <laughs>